Welcome to Tomo's Race Chimwag, my Formula One podcast every single week, pre and post race. It lives live on the Tomo YouTube channel, but if you're hearing this, then you must be listening to the audio only version just for your cute little ears. If you enjoy the pod, drop a five star and leave a nice review. It would be much appreciated. Now let's crack on. And we're live. Welcome everyone to day two testing Tomo's Race Chimwag post test 2024. And I'm a little bit early just to make up for every time I'm late. Welcome everyone. How are we all doing? Thank you all for joining me here live on YouTube. If you are here live on YouTube, if you're watching after the fact as well, or if you're listening audio only, Minton is here. So if you are listening uh, in only then, I'm sorry. Okay, you're going to have to come over to YouTube, right, and watch it after the fact. She can't watch it live because you're listening, post. Regardless, hello Tina, Leela, Num, Fabrizio, Hank, Jago, Lassie, Jonas, Prabat, El, El, Elia, WZW, Milan, Nur, Stacy, Tix, Awkward, Lena, Astra, Tommy, Fintan, Ben, Laddie, or Lady, Hawks, Karina, F1 Unchained, Luke, Little Nick, Martin, Jamie, Lee, Casper. How are we doing, everyone? Thank you all for coming along. Thank you all for taking the time. Um, and again, audio only, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Get to know. Let's talk about day two of testing, shall we? Bahrain, back again. Not so much flow viz today as yesterday. Uh, but the same two four-hour sessions that played out. This one slept through... All eight hours, didn't you? Look at him looking outside. I don't usually have the window open when I do these streams, but it's dark enough now, so. That's... <laughs> what are you looking at out there? What's out there that you're looking at? It's spying on our neighbours. Um, well, yeah, okay, technically wasn't two, technically wasn't, yeah, two four-hour sessions. It was kind of a three-hour and a four and ten minutes, but never mind. We'll get into it. Day two, Bahrain. And honestly, like, we didn't have any red flags apart from the, the testing red flags and the testing VSC that they do just to test their systems. Um, no real real incidents, just just lap times, really. Um, so this will probably be quite a short chinwag because I'm not going to feel for the sake of feeling. Um, <laughs> so... Yes, Carlos Sainz goes quickest on day two. Now, just like yesterday uh, when we live streamed, the graphic at the top is day two in 2023. Graphic at the bottom is day two in 2024. So we've got a nice direct comparison of day two last year to day two this year. And Carlos Sainz leads the way. 129.921, he was the only, well, not the only person to do a lap on the C4. He did his lap on the C4. Checo did his lap on the C3. And am I right in saying that uh, at Bahrain, it's C3, 2 and 1. The C4 won't be used in the actual Bahrain race weekend, right? But obviously testing, everyone can use whatever compounds they like. So, yeah, Carlos, uh, Carlos smashed in some early, fairly early on, actually, he put these laps in. Um, he went quickest like three times, didn't he? And that 129.9 was with a good, oh, at least at least two hours to go, I think it was anyway. 
Um, Checo set his later in the day, as did Lewis um, on the C4s. Um, obviously, last year you had Joe going quickest. What is interesting, the gap between the quickest time in day two this year and the quickest time in day two, day one this year. Right, let me start that again. The quickest time day two this year and the quickest time day two last year is about, you can see, 131.6 from Joe Guanyu, 129.9 from Carlos Science, about one and a half seconds. The gap day one this year versus day one last year was also about one and a half seconds. Um, so have these cars at the top end gained about one and a half seconds of, of performance around Bahrain? Perhaps, perhaps. I wouldn't be shocked, honestly. By um by by that kind of time delta, um, but yeah, honestly, not a huge amount to to read into, you know, with these times. At the end of the day, look, obviously, Max <laughs> Max set a time that scared a lot of people yesterday, but you know, without context, the time that Carlos has set is is, is quite scary. He was on a softer compound. But then he set it a lot earlier in the day, when it was a bit hotter, when the track hadn't rubbed in as much as it had by the end. So also it was a quicker racetrack at the end of it that Carlos wasn't setting his lap time on. What was pole last year? They talked about this uh, cadaver. Um, oh, what was it? It was like a 29.2, I, I think. Can someone check? I think it was like a 29.2. I'm, I'm pretty sure they said 29.2. Commentary was so unhinged today. You know what, Emery? If you've got to be live for eight hours, and trust me, I know what it's like. I remember doing last lap in Japan when it was raining and we were live. I had to get up at three o'clock to leave at four to get to the studio at five to go live at half five. And, um, yeah, boy. And, <laughs> yeah, and then we had to do that full four and a half hour live stream and then a little break and then a four hour podcast as well. So, Oh, is it? 29.7. 29.7. Yeah, so science is only two tenths off of pole. Although, again, the C4, you can't use, you won't be able to use the C4 this weekend. Right, do you want to go down, mate? I feel like you're getting a bit antsy. So say bye to everyone. Goodbye, farewell. He's getting a bit, he's got ants in his pants today. This one. You can go back to sleep. Go on. Back into your snuggie. There you go. Perfect. <clears throat> Doggo is—he's always sleepy, Brian. He's always sleepy, isn't he? But um, but yeah, obviously, the first session today was somewhat curtailed, was it? Wasn't it? Um, Ferrari X trains. What a combination! It's funny because I saw race fans post an article like last week, saying that Ferrari are still in conversations around. Um, you know, obviously in Vegas when the drain cover destroyed Carlos's floor and cost them loads and there's still discussions about that and then what happens today Charles Leclerc this time gets his floor damaged by a drain cover um kind of on the edge of that curb you can't really see in this image but on the very edge of this curb there are kind of there is drainage and one of them just popped up and uh I think Lewis went over it and then Charles went over it or something. They 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 both hit it at some point anyway, and um, and yeah. So that brought the morning session to an early halt, and uh, I think actually Williams. Oh, I remember Alex talking in the commentary about 
I think Logan was quite lucky because he had an issue at that kind of time. Um, but everyone missed out because obviously the whole session was red flagged and we lost a good hour of running. So, yeah, not ideal, not ideal. But at the end of the day, I guess, you know, it affected everyone equally. But sorry, right now Minton is now choosing, he's got two Snuggies to choose from and he's just deciding to, what, like, what Minton, what are you doing? He's just like staring at it like point blank. Right, I'm, I'm picking him back up. Hey, he's back. He's back. The boy is back. But fortunately, Ferrari were able to get back out in the, the second half of the session, obviously, with Carlos at the wheel. Charles was in the wheel at the wheel at the first half. Carlos second. Um, Carlos was able to go quickish, quickest. So, not not so bad. Is, we, is William's reliability seemingly an issue? Ah. Uh, I mean, you've got to say, like, if you're going to say any teams struggled, it would probably be Williams, wouldn't it? If, if you're going to say there's a team that's that struggled more than any other, I would probably say Williams. Just, I don't know. I mean, Alex was talking about, so, Alex was talking in the um, the coverage about how this is kind of in a whole new car. You can see the Williams down down the very bottom here. And this is a very different car. He doesn't expect it to be um, as as much of a weapon in the straight line as it has been previously. It, he was like, it feels like I've gone to a different team. And that's the same team. The just, car just feels totally different. And obviously he's experienced a Toro Rosso. He's experienced a Red Bull. Now he's experienced a Williams. He also used to do Mercedes simulator work, did Alex. Um, back in the day before he even joined Toro Rosso. Fun fact. So... Yeah, I think if you're going to say any team's kind of struggled this test, it would probably be Williams. But even then, it's not been like a massive struggle. You know, more so on day one. I mean, if you look at... Let's have a look at how many laps. So you had... So today, you had... Logan did 117 laps. Wow, yeah. Which is not like crazy. I mean, Lewis did 123... Checo did 128. Like Max did like 105. Didn't he do like 140 or something yesterday? Did a lot. So you know it's it's not ideal for Williams, but as long as they're they're learning their car, and it just I don't know. I think Quali's going to be a madness. I think, I think Q1 is going to be really. That which is what we want to see ultimately. I think in qualifying, now more than ever, the drivers are the ones making the difference because these cars do seem to have, broadly speaking, converged when it comes to one lap pace. And I guess that's why you know a lot of people. I get it, right? You, you know, you see Max go as quick as he did yesterday, relative to the field, but also you know one lap pace. I mean, obviously, like Red Bull will have improved, Ferrari have improved, everyone's improved, everyone's got quicker. Even Haas, you know, Komatsu was talking about how he's, you know, very, very satisfied with the, the progress they've made. But, you know, one pace, F1 is more competitive than it's ever been. Like, when you look at the gaps, it's just in race, isn't it? That's where, obviously, Haas are focusing on, t on tire, tire preservation, because there's no point Haas going for one laps, is there? What's the point? What's the point? Because they weren't even the 
like Hulkenberg average quality his average quality position was like eleventh or whatever it was last year. Like one lap pace isn't their issue. So they can't capitalise in the races. Minton looks I don't know how he looks sleepy because he's been sleeping like all day. Look at him right now, he look he look he looks like he's just got a little torso with just legs and no arms. Like just the way he's sitting right now on my um Tomo's Racing Good T shirt, which if you if you wear a medium, then I've got a good few of these left, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> Why do you think McLaren aren't necessarily challenging Red Bull as much as expected? It's testing. It's testing. I it just you know, I do kind of wish. I don't know how could how could F one make this testing feel more meaningful. And, and I say that in terms of like as an entertainment product because not there's not many sports that you broadcast the pre-season testing as like a full broadcast you know would do you think it would make it more interesting here's a point right so super super gino you've said right no one knows fuel loads would it be more interesting if there was literally on the graphic it told you like fuel loads there was something in the graphics which indicated how much fuel was in the car. Could that could that could that be a bit more interesting? Testing shouldn't be for entertainment. I don't agree with that. This is sport. Like, why shouldn't it be? Why why shouldn't it be entertaining? It. I, I think it like to let, let me actually do a poll. Do a poll. Few few of you are saying yes. Um, should. Fuel loads be visible during testing. What do you think? What do you what do you think? Should fuel loads be visible during testing? I'm just trying trying to think like go on, give give me some there's no way teams would sign on something like that. It shouldn't be there's team I, I get what you're saying for in the blanks, they wouldn't sign off on it. But it shouldn't be their choice. Like they don't own the sport. <laughs> it would spoil the fun of guessing perhaps perhaps but obviously you still get the I guess the thing is even if you were to show it you still could be like yeah well the driver might just drive at 90% instead of 95% just to go a bit slower or just like I don't know I, don't, I just I just feel like there's because we we wanted we wanted that's the reason there's you know almost two thousand of you here watching this stream me talking about what's happened and the reason that so many people tune in for testing and there's so much coverage is because we want to get some kind of insight. Engine mode still exists. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Engine mode still exists. So yeah, maybe maybe showing fuel loads wouldn't. I think it would actually benefit, you know, we we as fans would still be kind of in the dark, but actually probably it would it would inform the teams a bit more as to how everyone else is performing. So maybe that's not the because it would still be a surprise though. Come on, you, you again, you got you got fuel, you got different um, engine modes. You've still got, you know, again drivers just driving within themselves versus full push. You know, 
it's okay to be listen i i i just because it, it's like anything you talk about with testing it's like but it's just testing so caveats and it's just like maybe that's just the way it, it has to be you know Maybe it's just the way it has to be. Spoils the magic of the first race. Well, that's why, Thomas, I was talking yesterday about the idea of, you know, it would be nice to maybe have testing in a different location to the first race. I get, obviously, logistically, that's adding another. But then also it's adding another opportunity for people to go and watch Formula 1 who wouldn't otherwise be able to watch Formula 1. Although I was saying today, I think they had, is it people who have tickets for the Bahrain Grand Prix could have gone today as well, which is nice. But someone actually made a suggestion in the comments of yesterday's stream to be like, let like school kids like F one in schools, like let let the kids start go and sit in the grandstands for like testing, and like watch it all, which would be nice. That'd be very nice. Um, you lot are pretty split. Should fuel loads be visible during testing? You're a bit split. To be honest, yeah. The more I think about it, the more it's like, eh, I don't. Uh, <laughs> There's still so many other factors that, again, engine modes, drivers, are they fully pushing, really? Is testing, is it worth fully, fully pushing? If it's going to show their hands, maybe not. Maybe not. There's a happy medium, yeah, perhaps, perhaps. perhaps. You're, you're very fidgety today, Vinton. What, what, what other suggestions do we have, chat? Are there any other suggestions of changes you'd like to maybe see in testing going forward you know I don't, don't get me wrong I'm, again I'm, I'm in a privileged position right i can i can do work i can have testing on on the other screen and just watch it throughout the day but it'd be interesting to hear if there's any suggestions how it could be even better you know even better make them run on all compounds yeah i mean because the teams get to choose which compounds they run Again, I'm just trying to think how that would make things. I don't know how that would. It doesn't. It doesn't seem obvious to me how that would make it more entertaining, more interesting. No, just let the teams test. Maybe <laughs> ban Red Bull. No one's allowed to drink Red Bull uh, during testing. Monster Energy and other energy drinks, I'm sure, are available. Um, add sprinklers for wet weather running. <laughs> Well, I mean, it was raining for the uh, F2 test, wasn't it? Like the week before. Mandatory quali sim on day three and last hour. That way we get all the cars doing hot laps at the same time. Mm. The thing is, because like, obviously, uh, we've got one week after testing. Then we're back in Bahrain um, for FP1. Also, races on Saturday, remember? Races on Saturday. So, that's the thing quality on Friday but not sprint weekend testing isn't so but I, I don't why is why is it why can it not be entertaining like the whole this the whole point of this the whole point of f1 existing as a media product is to entertain without fans watching it there none of these sponsors would be invested and the sport wouldn't exist so what I'm saying is yeah, it's not going to be wheel to wheel, but I'm saying that there is potentially more that can be done to make it more entertaining. You know? It's pre-seat, so? So? What's, what's, what's the problem with trying to make something more entertaining? What's the downside to try and make it more entertaining? 
go on, give give me a downside to make uh, of making testing more entertaining. Go on, find that downside and give it to me. Right, that's what. <laughs> that's a very strange way of wording it. Um, I would like. I think we we had this discussion as well. I think having both. Um, I think having two, if, if, especially if we're going to have testing at the same venue as the first Grand Prix, I think let have let each team run both cars. I think that's fair because you give all the drivers double the mileage. Yes, it makes things a bit more um, busy on track, but that's good. That is good testing. That's good testing for the pit teams, you know. So I, I reckon. I, for me, yeah, I would allow both cars. I know Fernando's been talking about it a lot. I'd allow both cars, especially as, you know, they're going to have the two cars in Bahrain anyway for the race. So just bring both cars the week earlier, have both cars test so that both drivers can get their full. Um, I wouldn't so much be like trying to mandate reserve drivers like being in the cars for testing. I wouldn't, because. I, I'm not so fussed about that. Reserve driver cart race. Yeah, yeah, the reserve drive. Make it multi-class, right? Have all 20 drivers, have, have all 20 drivers out in their F1 cars and then have all 10 reserve drivers in carts on the track at the same time and it's multi-class, you know? That'd be entertaining. <laughs> That'd be dangerous as well. It'd be very dangerous. Thank you, Lucas, for the super chat. On topic of fuel load, no, because it's just one factor that still would not really help because you don't know chassis slash aero setup. Uh, if it did work, it would just spoil quality. You know, and again, like the, the mystery for sure is um, you, you don't want, it's what, you know, a lot of the critis criticism around sprint races is that it's a spoiler for what's going to actually happen. Um, but again, I think that, I think having both cars for each team out doesn't, make it any less um you know of a surprise because i mean you're just giving the drivers a bit more time in their cars teams a bit more time to get on top of their procedures because you know both race teams it was it i think bernie collins was talking about it, like it gets a bit too many cooks sometimes because obviously these teams are used to having two cars that they've got to run when they've only got one car to run and everyone's there just like tripping over each other being like you don't you just don't need that you know you just don't need look at him what are you playing at two runs has alonso actually mentioned the two cars i, I i'm assuming that would make sense because i don't think any more days of testing is necessary i mean there's still 24 hours of testing in total um, but obviously that is then split and that is the maximum amount of time. So we lost a good hour today, for example. So it's only now 23 hours of testing. Um, but yeah. Imagine driving 400 laps across three days. The drivers next would kill. They'd be fine. They'd be fine, Adam. I, I, I think they'd be fine. Like maybe any um, like first season rookies would struggle. But I think... I haven't heard any drivers complaining about, and Bahrain isn't the most physically demanding circuit because it's pretty much majority slow speed corners, isn't it? Um, 
it's not like we're testing in Suzuka. That would be a bit different. Thank you for the super chat, Brandon, by the way. Shout out. Set bonuses for the teams based on mileage completed, fastest lap and highest top speed. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. It could work. It could, could maybe work, Brandon. I guess it's just like, again, how much do you want to encourage these teams to, to show before we go? Because also, again, I think I think quality is so tight now. We have to look at these things based off of the competitiveness of the sport right now. And yes, of course, one of those cars is Max in a Red Bull who's just going to take off and, and probably is going to win this season. Not as convincingly as last year, but still win it pretty convincingly. But the remaining 19, there's a super interesting scrap there, for sure. That would be very interesting. I'd love it if just Andretti just showed up. That'd be great. Thank you, Leslie, as well, for the super chat. What I think will work well is that every driver needs to do one push lap. No need to discuss fuel load, time, you push tyres, whatever. Just mystery. Hmm. Well, I mean, typically on the third, at the end of the third day, you get the get everyone doing their going hell for leather but then also like has don't how do you how do you define a push lap it's like what is you got to put on a certain set of tires but then the driver could just dilly dally around if they wanted so yeah i i, I think just two cars I, I think two cars would 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 do it for me you see more you're, you're seeing literally double the amount of cars out on track they've got to manage their space and not get in each other's way which is exactly what they do in q1 um and you know free practice that that would do for me that'd do for me ah uh, well Helita, i think we're just about to to wrap up here to be honest because again today's been pretty dry in terms of topics but i think we're um i think we're getting there why would you make testing more entertaining it's about the teams and the technical stuff not for fan spectacle well why why don't i, I don't sorry i, I don't understand that point Daniel, I really don't. Because, like, well, why are we putting it on the telly then? Like, why are we talking... Like, why can't we... I'm not saying it has to be, like, the the number... Like, of course, it's testing. But I'm saying, why can't it also be... Why can't we also think about it like from an entertainment point of view? You know, having two cars out on track, the drivers would prefer it. I think the teams would prefer it from, you know, bits I've heard from people working in terms of like not tripping over each other and having more time to spread between both cars to work on all the systems and do that right that why would why wouldn't we at least try to make it as entertaining as possible you know if it, if it doesn't if there's no negative impact on the ability for the teams to to test and practice because also there's an argument you know you give the teams too much time to test and practice like they used to have, have back in the day when they used to just have unlimited and they'd just go crazy on it that you know all of a sudden you're in a place where everyone is so well drilled that there's just zero unpredictability i mean part of what makes sprint weekends um some certain sprint weekends anyway not all of them um interesting is the lack of running you get one fp1 session and all of a sudden some teams get uh some teams get caught out but it's a fine line I don't, I don't think it's a problem at all i just think we should i don't think there's anything wrong with looking at something and being like 
or if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I'm saying? It's not broken, but there's always scope for things to be better, you know? That's um, that's the way I see it. There's no unpredictable. Yeah, I know, Thomas, not with Max and Red Bull specifically, but again, they're like... It, it is... It is a weird... It's weird, isn't it? It is weird. Because you look at how, like, the gap front to back in one lap pace is closer than it's ever been. Like, factually, that is a fact. It is. Yet, that... Just that red ball with Max in it. And that's I think that's the really key thing. Max is the differentiating factor that is making that car dominant. And unfortunately, in a sport like F1, individual dominance isn't inherently entertaining like individual dominance. And I mean, people get bored with dominance in all sports, but the the act of being exceptional in Formula One, in this instance, is Max putting it on pole and then driving away and just hot lap him. Where in other sports, you know, if Messi's doing his thing, the clips speak for themselves. Ronaldo as well. Okay, Messi is is better, but <laughs> just to trigger all the Ronaldo fans out there. And yeah, Max is Max is the. Um, Max is the differentiating factor there that's taking that car from, you know, which is certainly arguably the greatest F1 car of all time up there with the, what, 92 Williams, you know, 2004 Ferrari. But again, those cars don't showcase what they do without a fleshy human being behind the behind the wheel. So, there you go. Right, I think we're, uh, I think we're about done. That's, that's what, half an hour of waffle, mainly just talking about uh, potential changes to testing. I think we should always try and make things better, even if they're good. I still think it's good. Um, but yeah, thank you all for coming. Cheers, Alex, Otter, Hot Pays, AV, OG, Patrick, Ital, Ziga, Cowrie, Bam, Henry, Arhan, Dante, Andrew, thank you for the super chat. Imagine if they let it in Andretti to testing. Well, talking of Andretti, I literally just, um, during testing, I put out a little impromptu video, which you should uh, check out now if you want. Um, which, I mean, I'm quite happy with this thumbnail. Your move, Andretti. Uh, once again, Audi, their uh, future in Formula 1 is being questioned somewhat. We've seen articles from Autosport and Reuters talking about... Uh, movements in senior Audi personnel who were advocating basically both of the fellas in fact let me get a I'll have I'll, I'll have a picture here both of the fellas who were standing by the car uh, when Audi was announced are now no longer part well one of them isn't there's a massive picture so I'm just gonna have to drag this so you got fella on the right's gone he, he's gone and the ferry on the left is potentially going to be gone gotten rid of so not a good look but yeah anyway check that out if you haven't already thank you for coming um, appreciate you all taking the time and I'll see you tomorrow for day three roundup of testing okay
My name's Tomo. Thanks again. Have a good one. Ta-ra. Ta-da. Have you said bye. Bye-bye-bye.